Boyd, 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 Boyd. It's Boyd, 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 Boyd
call him a dumbass. What what do you solve? Well, why not? Because your point is to make money, to grow your business. Is well, that the point, though? Yeah, I'm not on YouTube to make money, man. That doesn't make sense at all. YouTube doesn't make money. You're here to get fans. Fans that would pay you for a patron or... But, yeah, like, but like, I'm not calling my fans dumbass. I'm calling the people who are saying bullshit I don't like dumbass because they're not my fans. My fans don't criticize me in a public forum. Yeah, but uh, I think that was the point of one of the arguments I had with Digi. People are not fans and haters. There, there is a line, a process. It's um, right. I don't I, know. I agree. There are shades I... of, of fans. There right. are shades of uh, between a fan, I, an absolute think... fan that gives you a hundred bucks, and uh, a hater. Riley and I both have done a pretty good job of turning haters into fans in our comment section before, which is what we're. I mean, so... I'm just willing to talk to anybody. Well, I'm curious to ask you. So you, how long have you been watching my channel for? The particularly that channel, the Digi Collective. I, I mean, I've, I've watched it uh, when it was called, of course, Digi After Dark, twenty seventeen, twenty sixteen. What do you conceive of the channel to be about? You, uh, you're expressing your thoughts and opinions about um, anime in a less less structured okay. way. How I, I don't the percentage of videos on this channel that are about anime has got to be like less than five, like ever. Like this has never been an anime channel. The I have an anime channel, but like when rants about anime are not anime <clears throat> videos, they're rants. Well, the, not even that. I'm saying that like I don't just rant about anime. On it wasn't this. just about anime music. Yeah. It was about random uh, topics, but it first of all it was your content. How long did that period last, and how long have you been pining for it, by comparison, is what I want to know. Because for the last three years, almost everything on my fucking channel has had my ex-fiancé uh, in it. So, like, it's been a long time since this channel was mostly me. Honestly, I think myself. I've lost track of uh, time. It I'm... was your unstructured content in which yeah. you express uh, um, random rants or thoughts about stuff. I guess my favorite right. stuff was the... Your finish or fail series, and, okay. and the one about the uh, anime mag magazine. Do you do you follow Canton? Yeah, a little. A little, okay. But that's the same thing as finish or fail. Like that is that is it's there. It's I still like around. that version of Canton. Uh, Why? What the fuck's the difference? It was different in a few ways. First of all, you could actually fail a show if you lost interest in it we in, in one episode. We finished watching a lot of them. You, you failed it immediately. Five we, minutes in. Bam. I mean, we we will do that on the, the seasonal podcast sometimes. We'll talk about shows that we just stopped immediately. Like, we're pretty rough. Like, at the start of each season, we do, like, an hours-long thing of every show. So, like, that is the finish or fail. And then anything that makes it past that is what makes it through the uh, the rest of the content. I mean, we, we both know that you're kind of forcing yourself to watch some of those stuff. Honestly, you've made a video about that, about how there are a million ways to hate an anime and to like it. You remember that video, right? Yeah. yeah. It's basically this. Finish or fail, it was better for me in a subtle way. I mean, it's not that subtle. It was that I I drop shows and I struggle with them in the same way. It was relatable. It was more, more of a relatable content to me than... Um, that show. I guess I also like Plib and the Weeb. What started that argument was that 
based on Matrix, for example, the last video didn't uh, wasn't that well received. So I said that it wasn't that well received. What's that? What mm. was the where I'm that wrong? I mean, well, you commented like six hours after it came out. You were like, oh, this video is a failure, and I thought Digi was back on the right track. But it's like, that's a goofy take. If, you, if a video has less than 95% uh, like-to-dislike ratio, it's, a, it's not well-received. It has a 50-50, I think. I mean, you were wrong about how engagement works on a platform then. I'll tell you as a fact that there's no red or green button behind the up sign and the down sign on YouTube, they're right. both going to the same green engagement button in the back. Right. We make like, less money if you hate it than if you love it. Is what yeah. It, well, yeah, no, exactly. If you downvote it, it gets just the same engagement boost. It doesn't, you're wrong. I'm just telling you that you're literally incorrect about what right. you're saying about like the engagement. My point's just like, you shouldn't be trying to make money on YouTube. And if that's your criticism of us, rest assured that we're not trying to make money on these videos. We're just making right. the videos. Videos. My point is, right. is to grow an audience, and you're not growing an audience. Oh, yeah. We so have this, an audience. This is something that we have to talk about. <laughs> this is this is probably the central crux of all this for me. Was really the the the, the Patreon numbers. Sure. Because the this is an easy thing to fixate on because I have public Patreon numbers. Right. Um, and at the very height, the most money I've ever made on Patreon was about five thousand dollars a month. Right. That was um, in a period right after I had made, like, a weepy video about how being a YouTuber makes it people kill themselves, and then people, like, paid me more. At one point, I canceled all of my reward tiers. And that's why the Patreon Well, that'll change your Patreon income. Dramatically, because I still haven't reopened any of those reward tiers. So the fact that there are still a bunch of rants I haven't done, there's, like, a care pack I have to do. My Patreon is in decline because I'm late on rewards, canceled rewards, canceled the biggest reward. Like, the rants were making by far the most of the money on the Patreon. So, like, if you if there's not even offering the thing that was making the money, you know? Right. Plus, COVID. So I bled a lot of money right at the start of People all are the making less happening. money to give to creators. At first, when, when COVID started, when the lockdown started, I was like, oh, everybody's going to be indoors, streaming, everybody's going to be hyper online and shit. That is not really what happened. Everybody just got depressed and went broke. So, right. like, once I saw that that was what was happening, I was like, I'm not so worried about trying to make money right now because nobody has money to give me. I'm, like, literally way more concerned about working on myself and, you know, attending to all these emotional needs that I've been neglecting for a decade as I just work nonstop. Like, I... Well, and aside from of, that, you're still working nonstop building a backlog that yeah. can be sold in perpetuity on, for the rest of our awesome time working true. together. Yeah. Like, that's what we're doing. Yeah. The only person who makes money on the internet is Dick Masterson. He makes $22,000 a month on Patreon. Like, that's the only guy. Like, if you're making $6,000 on Patreon a month, you're not making any money on the internet. Nobody takes taxes out of my money. I have right. to just pay a third of all of what I earned in taxes once a year. So whatever you see on the Patreon, just subtract a third of that like you would for your own income, you know, like right. as the tax money. Yeah, I wouldn't consider that a lot of money, and I didn't put any of it away or into fucking. Uh, uh, well, nobody growth, does growth potential. Like I now have money in Bitcoin, right? You know, which, which is cool. I had like a uh, two hundred bucks that's now worth eight hundred or nine hundred. So sure, that's awesome. Wish I had put. Wish I had had ten grand um, to put into Bitcoin when I did it because right. that would have been fucking sick. But uh, so it's like if the if the complaint is like, oh, I care for this creator and I don't want to see them be bankrupt. Like you don't really have to worry about that so much. Um, my point is to not for you to not become the next Spoonie. That's my point. 
What's Spoonie? Okay. But Spoonie's problem is that he... Spoonie wouldn't have you here talking to me right now. That's why Spoonie is Spoonie. That's the... Look, people have been saying, I don't want to see you be the next Spoonie for six years. Am I fucking Spoonie yet or not? Spoonie has been Spoonie all that time. He has not recovered. His reputation hasn't improved in any way. Six years of, I just don't want to see you be the next Spoonie. Like, I would be there by now. Or am I? Like... (laughs) You're not Who's doing the. Spoonie? You're getting there. I don't think Spoonie became Spoonie in one day. <laughs> Spoonie also is like never even remotely close to as internet famous as I am. Like, Do you think Spoonie would call into our show? He, I hope he's. <laughs> I like Spoonie. I've watched some of his videos. It's all colored through the way people present it on the internet. Like Spoonie's yeah. situation is not even as bad as. Yeah, it's really funny to make see. fun of people on the internet. But like, yeah. first of all, anybody that's on the internet that you're talking to or complaining about is already doing better than you. Like, like, you should just remember that. I'm low. I finished law school. I'm working. Oh, yeah. That's a healthy, that's a healthy normie lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, we have way more fun than you. Yeah, so how much, uh, well, how much extra cash do you have that we could possibly skim off of you for our OnlyFans? If you subscribe to our OnlyFans today, Digi will make one finish or fail video next month. Just make a fail or fail video. In three seconds and explaining why in great depth. Right. Here's a better question. Have you ever paid me before? Man, I try, I try to be anonymous on the internet. That, that's my point. So you, you, you have not? Probably not. Would you ever pay? <laughs> would you pay? You said you don't pay for anything on the internet? You just don't pay for content? I, I mm, don't pay that much, man. I don't know if you're qualified to assess the mindset of the kinds of people who pay for things on the internet if you actually don't do it. Like, if you don't patron people, like, it's really hard to get into the heads of patrons and what they actually want. Because the biggest thing about the After Dark channel and all the stuff I did on here over the years, all the experimentation, is that the people who pay me are usually the ones who are the most into me doing different and weird stuff. Right. They pay me so I can do that, so I don't have to make, you know, like, generic ad-relevant content. And some of them will complain if I do too much of that, you know? So, like... I have always seen it as this balancing act of, like, trying to make stuff that brings in new viewers, trying to make stuff that appeases the patrons or that pleases myself, you know, and all these different things rely on also finding inspiration for each of those categories to be checked off right. every month, you know? Like, hmm, this month I have to have, a, I have, to have one video that's going to be super big and keep me relevant, something that's going to please my patrons, and something that I actually will get something out of. Having those three ideas every month is extremely fucking difficult. And eventually I thought it would be better if I could work on, like, bigger, longer-taking ideas. Tried to do that, and literally the amount of time it took, like, plummeted my Patreon. Of Like, people did not have faith I would, you know, be able to complete the big projects that I was right. working on. And so I couldn't, because I'd lost so much funding so quickly that I was like, nah, fuck it, back to the, uh, back to the fucking work wheel, you know? And my entire career has just been me trying to figure out how to balance those elements of growth potential product, product that satisfies people who pay me, and products that satisfy myself. And, like, there is times where those three things just can't even exist, where none of those three can exist. And sometimes they can all be the same thing, you know? Um, And so when I look at my work and, like, what I'm doing... Sometimes the questions I ask myself are like, what would be a popular video I could do? I've never found an answer to a question like that. 
other people sometimes give me ideas that become popular videos because they're paying attention to what's going on, I can never fucking tell. I have no fucking idea what anybody wants from me. I will literally ask on Twitter, like, hey, what would you be most excited to see from Digi? And get every single answer different. So, like, I don't try to predict any of it. I'm just like, I'm going to do the things that are fun to do and that are interesting to me, and we'll see how they respond. My point was that when was the last time you you made a video that was the that aimed to generate growth in the last year one that reached uh, 100k I mean I hoped that the uh I hoped that the the 10 anime films would get that but it didn't so like which was my original comment that uh, Riley commented on yeah. but it didn't it didn't work though like it didn't get 100,000 views it seems like it should but it did not why? You know, you know why? Because YouTube, uh, you, you lost momentum, and it's no longer. I would have to, in order for me to gain momentum and retain it in the YouTube algorithm, I would have to make a video like that, like come out every four days for about two weeks before my channel would have the kind of momentum where YouTube would right. start perpetuating it again. And even then, I'd have to put out a video every week in that same style and format. I'd have to, if I'm if I'm gaining new audience members through this, you know keep them engaged and not shake things up. I'm just not interested in doing and, any content I don't want to do. I don't give a fuck at all. And none I of that... I will go broke and die before I give a fuck. None of that is better than... is better for your career than just going to Burning Dick with me. Yeah, like, you no. met more people there that will be better for your career in the future oh, than yeah. any fucking YouTube well, like, clicks. YouTube the, doesn't matter, you I guys. Mean, this isn't a real thing. YouTube doesn't matter. Right. We're working on real content moves well, that's outside the of void, The Void Chasers adventures are so... Like, for us, like, it's not just content. We're right. out there, like, making connections and meeting people and... We have 10 to 15 years to, like, make TV shows and shit together, and we're going to do that. I just think that being an independent creator on YouTube is completely not so sustainable. No. Like, as soon as it became a corporate thing where, like, most of the big channels have teams behind them. Even people that don't seem like they have teams behind them, most of them have, like, some kind of team. At yeah. least four or five people, you know? Like... Gigax has four people. I think he has like two. Yeah, so like Gigax still has a team. Wait, Gigax? No, Gigax has a whole. Oh my god, Gigax doesn't just have a fucking team. Gigax has ghost writers. Like Gigax <sighs> doesn't even write his content. Like, and I'm not saying that to insult him. Like that, I know it's the entertainment. Guy can help write the Gigax videos. Right. It's... He's he's a fucking production. Like he was a producer for the BBC. He's real like production crew like he right everything he does is a full bore production there's a reason trash like, taste is so popular oh yeah no that has crew for sure like uh, the lighting crew camera crew when you look at someone like giga or mother's basement or or um or the anime man who like they have one two million subscribers i have 365k people will talk about me like i'm big like they are but it's not even remotely in the same category because of the level of like endorsements and shit that they have right of like the backing that they have in the industry that I have none of. So, like, for me, doing this independently is literally just been a drain on my, like, lifespan for eight years. Like, I there's a reason I have a head of gray hair, you know? Like, yeah. other YouTubers who played ball and worked with people did, you know, they might have already ruined their life, crashed their Ferrari, and died of speedballing. But, uh, you know... Uh, that's where they're at. This is where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, I've lost my chance to to be on Digi versus everyone because it was too late. I think it was. 
we we were hoping to recreate that. Like, right. we already were talking about like if anybody comes at Riley on the internet, he's just going to be like, "Come on this show and let's do a versus everyone about it." So, oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I can go forever. I have no problem with arguing here or anywhere. The first one is, "What's your favorite anime?" Yeah, I mean, Monster, Death Note, uh, Yu Hakusho, Canon from 2006, Elf and Lead, Higurashi. See, I, those are all my favorite anime. That I don't know why this guy doesn't like me. He would like animates. Those are all the shows I'm going to do with Mint on OnlyFans. Like, yeah. shit like that. Yeah, just cover all those shows, and then he'll have to buy the OnlyFans. Right. You know what's harsh and egregious? Losing a Twitter account. It is really bad. Um, It's day one without any boat. I'm out here on an ocean of social interaction, and... Until we build our own port, I have nowhere to go. My boat was my Twitter account with my mutuals. And now I'm boatless. Nice boat. You could have, you maybe, maybe you right there, you were on my boat, but you're not now. I had a boat, and the boat was taken by Jack Dorsey personally. It's like Jack Dorsey owes me a boat. Maybe two by now. Hashtag Jack Dorsey owes me a boat. It's kind of nice, though, not having a Twitter. I've posted five or six times on the backup, the ASC Presents Twitter, at ASC Presents. But it's just promotional stuff like this Patch Flowers video we did. Smoked an ounce in two days or something. Three days, we hit it. We hit it, friends. We gotta produce some music. So... Now it's like I just gotta stop thinking about having no Twitter. Gotta start thinking about how I can make music and Digi'll have Twitter and stuff like that and Mint and Bird and I'll just be the one who sits here at the house and makes visualizers and stuff, you know. So and, and OnlyFans content. So thank you for watching this. Thank you for paying for this. You're supporting my Twitterless lifestyle, my boatless being. I'm floating without a boat because it capsized. I guess uh, those bars kind of predicted this Twitter shit. I'm currently floating without a discotheque. I'm currently floating because Twitter's a wreck. Jack Dorsey's a dipshit. Mad when other people make jokes, I bet. Is that haha? It's good. Thanks, Salad. Hey, this is my editor, Mint Salad. We're going to do another anime episode soon. Uh, the Mint Salad, how have you been in uh, the time since I lost my Twitter account? I've been working. Yeah, what, what have you been working on? Um, hey, Twitter fucked me. But it's not the end of me. It's not the beginning. It is the beginning of me. It's the middle of me. It's the middle of where I am. And... Uh, Middles are good. You don't see a lot of middles. You see beginnings, you see ends. Middles are strong. And when you turn 22, you're right in the middle of the middles. I'm going to have a middle zone until I'm like 40. Then maybe I'll die when I'm 50, so my ending will be 40 to 50. But maybe I live till I'm 80. Wouldn't that be whack? Wild and wonky. Oh, I'm in salad and I... Oh, wow. <laughs> Like, uh, you know, make me kind of just like, oh wow, I'm mint salad. 
Okay, we're going to bring in uh, our next caller, Illusion, because they have a similar... Uh, they want to talk about this topic also, from whatever perspective that they have to offer. I've been watching uh, DG since the Pony days, and uh, I'm ad addicted to YouTube. I have, like... Now I'm on my seventh seventh playlist where I where I just put on videos that I want to watch because uh, YouTube actually has a limit on how uh, big a playlist has to be five thousand videos and then it starts giving error messages so you have to do another playlist. I've I've had that happen to me. I had to uh, qu quit Patreon uh, because I was just giving way too much money because I way care about a. a a lot, lot of YouTubers and creators, and uh, right. also uh, there was some specific porn that I uh, that I wanted to pay for. Even even after I like reduced all all, all the money, I just uh, couldn't get over it. So, but uh, since uh, content is on subscribe start, that uh, that's uh, not a problem. So now I'm Hell paying yeah. you again. Hell uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Mostly don't like. Uh, uh, real life porn. I didn't say it had to be real life. We got artists on this team. Dog. You know what? Yeah, men should just start unloading anime porn onto the OnlyFans. Only yeah, I could do that. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, right. Like, I'm, I'm an artist I, too. Yeah. I'm into mind control stuff, but okay. uh, it's not only mind control. It's uh, also like any like mind change. For example, I'm uh, into. Uh, into a lot of the sissy and um, transformation sequences from uh, boy to girl, you know, uh, stuff like that. Because it it doesn't transform only the body, but also the mind, you know, they start being a girl. And all girls are sluts! I'm obsessed with the blockchain and the idea of uh, the ledger, because the, the blockchain is a, a ledger of transaction, and like... I think that when anytime two people interact, they kind of open a ledger like that. Of right. Like every you know every words you volley back and forth is like another thing that's that's being noted on like, and there's there's lots of different things like the meaning of the phrase, the way that it's said, what it means for you, or you know any kind of conceptions like that. Like a lot can be packed into just you know a, a small interaction. Ben Franklin, his his thing was he would get people to do things for him to make them like him. Um, he was like, you know, somebody would be like, oh, I don't like you. And he'd say, oh, I heard you had this book that, um, I've been meaning to read and you were talking about it. Can I actually borrow that? You know? And then the person would be like, okay, weird. You know, I guess I can help this guy. And then like that opens a ledger where now like that person, you know, has done something for him. So they kind of have that anticipation. They might get something back, you know, sure. like, oh, I was helpful. Therefore, like. I'm in. I'm in gear for when I goes the other help, way too, you know? right? Like just actually help people. Like just yeah. it's weird, right? But if you just like help people and want I, to help them make shit, then they'll be very happy that you did that. Yeah. That's what producers I, I, do. What Ben Franklin was trying to say, and I do think this is true, is that literally well, getting people to do stuff for you sure. will make them like you even more than doing stuff yeah. for them. Like every everybody in the world needs to read How to Win Friends and Influence People before ever even talking to me on the internet. Uh, his book, uh, the the other book is what taught me how to be like a guest producer. Like, it's just, hey, did you know that if you email somebody uh, and you pretend they're going to see it, that there's a higher chance they'll respond because you're talking to them like someone who will see what you're saying? Right. Real simple shit like that that you would think would be common sense. 
uh, Dale Carnegie would just become friends with presidents by like reaching out and saying hey and like being like a normal guy about it. Book recommendation. It's like recommending the Bible if you want to be like a religious moral person, right? Like a favorite author of this kind of stuff is Mark Manson. He's a blogger for many years and he like okay. traveled through through like most countries on the globe, you know. And his most well-known thing is uh, his book, uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. So you were, you have paid Digi, you, so you're, like, more qualified to speak on sort of the, the content changing, right? Or, like, you had an opinion about that? I like to think uh, think things in broad terms, you know, and, and sure. go, uh, go in, uh, far in the consequences of stuff. So what's your business plan, you know? Uh, what's, uh, what to... Uh, plan? I got you. Business plan? We're going to build a... We're gonna we're gonna build a bunch of diverse, different styles of content, and we're going to funnel them through the Digi Collective channel, and then into the OnlyFans, where we have like our premium library. Think of it like a Netflix for if you give a shit about any of us. Yeah. We're gonna have bird shows there. We're gonna have Mint and me doing shows. We're gonna have me doing a rant series. We're gonna have Digi doing lots of bonus content on there with all of us and some alone. I'm sure. Like, whatever you end up wanting to do, but the point is to kind of create our own. Netflix there, right? And then the channel, we're going to put a bunch of music videos on it soon. Treat that sort of like a lyrical lemonade. It's the actual most viable platform moving forward for raising money without the interference of uh, a platform deciding your morals the, or your political positions. The big deal right about OnlyFans is you can upload video directly to OnlyFans, mm-hmm. which is not something you can do with any other payment Patreon platform. sucks for that. Yeah, and like, granted... OnlyFans takes a bigger cut of, uh, of sure. your money, but like the just the fact that you can upload videos directly to it and like images, text, whatever—it's like a Tumblr feed, basically. I still think that uh, dependence on platform is uh, is is bad. I agree. I would ultimately like ultimately I would like to just release everything to torrent. If I could, but I have to set up a server for that. Right. I have to set up That's... how people pay for it. Somehow. I mean, trust me, if we could be on New Project 2, we would be. Right, New Project <laughs> like... 2 got shut down. That's unfortunate. Like, You're not allowed to have an alternative that like... doesn't already exist in some way. And like, because this functions for sex workers, it's not going to be taken down or moderated as heavily right. as Patreon. Maybe you could try getting paid through banks d- directly, you know, and through postal service. You know, just... I mean, I mean yeah, there's... I mean, if you're saying you would mail us money, then we'll set up a way for you to do that. But there's not, like, a demand for people to mail us money. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean? Well, that's super cool. That'd be really great to have check money. What are you talking about? I want that now. But it's like, do you see what I'm saying, though? Is there's not really a demand for us to have implemented a, situa- well, that, a system like, like that right now? Yeah. A good email uh, subscription, a, a, a good email is, uh, I think, would be, a good mailing list would be, would be good. Yeah, getting something advertised in uh, like old school ways, like I- IRL kind of ways, uh, boomer ways. That's that's something cool to me, you know. And I think it it might might work uh, on just, other people that are mostly on the internet. I just don't think it's like worth the money the letters would be costing right. us to purchase, right? Like, I don't. Know, it's not. I mean, the internet's already so economically non-viable. 
Right. I can't imagine spending money promoting an internet thing. I guess what I'm trying to say is, whatever I want to do, it won't be obvious to anyone what I'm doing. Like, it won't be so simple as, like, I advertised my channel more and got more viewers and made more patrons and therefore... I think it's interesting. Be like, like, my point is that that's how most people think about right, but, uh, top uh, content on internet, and I, yeah. I'm, I just want to talk about, like different alternative ways of doing things you know that people usually don't think about getting connections just making friends like just having people like because there's there's a there's to some extent and this is kind of what i've learned through hanging out with riley like who at the time like when you came over to my house the first time essentially you had room and board in exchange for weed and companionship Right. Like, you came with drugs and being there. Yeah. I prob- we probably fed you. I got in too late. You. We were going to yeah. have a party here. You had friends over. We were going to drink and stuff. And that's then I right. got in too late. But that's because right. Mint drives slow. But, like, ultimately, like, if you are somebody who people want to have right. in their house, then you always have somewhere to sleep. You know, like, if if you can always find somebody who wants you in their house. And I know people like, you know, Ben Saint spent, like, a year couch surfing through California or something. Right. Like, I know people who've done things like that. But I want to know, like, what is the, the scaling on that? Like, beyond, okay, people want me in their house. I, I want to see, like, what will people give me to continue my existence? Just to, like, like, how much can I demand from the world that I can actually get on the basis right. of just being me and people wanting me to exist. Like, that's my experiment. I had the money. I would uh, give you as, as as much as I could without uh, uh, risking you uh, going uh, going uh, right. too insane but, from but uh, having too we... many. <laughs> I would bet that if, if the two of us came to where you live and we were in your town, you would probably take us out for drinks and spend more money on us that night than you probably would ever pay us on the internet. And that's oh, kind definitely. of what I'm talking about. Yeah, most right. definitely. Right, and that's our target. Right. If you want to know like an actual answer for like... And I have done that before. I have hosted people uh, people, and right. I like that. Yeah. Of course. No, everyone has. Like Everyone's had a relative come into town or like a friend or... Not to be too uh, too hard on this point, but I really think it's important that everyone that I talk to understands that my position is you cannot make money on the internet Mm -hmm. and you should be meeting people in real life and throwing events. I come from live music and stage shows, like working with record artists on live rap shows. Like I don't really have an interest in this online stuff unless it's a Hulu situation where like we are making our own private premium content library for people who like us. And that can even be pitched and shifted through other projects into other mediums. Like, obviously, my goal is to, like, make a real piece of entertainment media in our lifetime, mm-hmm. and it's not to, like, make independent projects on the internet. Right. I think this is a vehicle to learning the skill set required and proving you know how to do the thing so right. the people with real money give you a chance to make something really cool. That's what I'm doing. I sure hope so. If you make, if you make connections with people who have enough money to, uh, to uh, do that kind of stuff, you know, to, to right. pay for that. So, well, we already do, here. so... It's like we don't need a hypothetical. Yeah. That's very uh, good. This was a productive conversation. Thank you, Illusion. You're welcome. There's something called pop culture. It's made up of novels and manga and movies and games and music and just about anything else, really. Art? Nah, that's a little, you know, too artsy. Frankly, pop culture is a bit better at rocking people emotionally than the better chunk of the so-called fine arts. The sole standard of judgment in pop culture is the ludicrously simple concept of what sells wins, which is nice and honest. 
Sells is sort of an eh term to me, so let's say that it finds an audience. It's a very pop culture thing to establish yourself by finding an audience, which is true, and I tell people this, but I bet they'd say everything works that way. But in our world, there are things that are just so damn good no matter what other people say, and that sort of thing is not called pop culture. No, that's known as a lost masterpiece, or a legendary performance, or by all sorts of other names. It's not that these things aren't great, they just aren't pop. I'm saying this in full knowledge that it might be misunderstood, but most pop culture is kind of half-assed. The real thing is stuff, so fake stuff is better. Is that logical? People fully capable of making something real are deliberately pulling back and putting out something fake. What does this tell us? Thinking about that scares me, so I'm not going to, but this very half-assed approach is also sort of blowing away the petrified past and opening the path to the future. Nobody's got any idea what I'm talking about, right? Okay. The best thing about pop culture is how hard it is to achieve any kind of legitimacy. It's not that it never earns it, but it's pretty rare. Something that was king of the hill a moment before is cast into the compost heap a second later, while something that was long ago pronounced dated is resurrected and declared innovative. Why did those idiots forget about this? That's what pop is. It's pretty crazy, but within that whirlpool, you do get a sense of a certain kind of necessity. Something appears, becomes huge, and then explodes and is gone completely, like a bubble with a pop. Hmm, a fitting name. There's no cheap trick to get something established. A novel might win some big award, but that doesn't have the least bit of effect on sales. The first book won an award and probably didn't necessarily sell amazingly. To be perfectly honest, my own tastes have always been a bit disconnected from my generation. I'm the least pop person ever. I'm running around listening to stuff from 20 years ago, 30 years ago, screaming awesome, reading books from 50 years ago, and shouting cool, yes, that kind of guy. These things aren't connecting to the pop of today at all. The only one getting excited is me. I'm a little worried about that. As someone who's trying to make a living as a novelist, naturally I'm worried, and I'm trying to make myself more pop, but it just isn't working. As I can imagine that you can tell from the general tone of this essay, I admire pop, and I have a sort of complex about it, really. But since my personality's gone and twisted itself with everything I make people say, well, it's unique, or is this supposed to be funny? And they usually follow it up with, well, we can't publish it. They're still saying it even now. <clears throat> but even so, I've got to aim for pop. This is the theme of my life, so it can't be helped. If everything I make ends up being more boogie, it's not my fault. I'd like to say that, except it is my fault, really, but I'm going for it anyway. Even if it's a kind of boogie pop, then someday I still might make the real thing. This guy just writes whatever crap he wants to. Whatever. BGM. Children of the Sun by Matey. You can get a poignant message through to a wider audience if you make Endgame than if you make fucking Citizen Kane, you morons. Nobody gives a shit about the Twilight Zone anymore, but Black Mirror made a lot of fucking money. Make it, you have to make it both. You can't do art just for art's sake. You have to do art for profit. You have but, to be able to... Also, like, if to, you... To live off of it and make better art, you have to make money you have off to, of it. You I, have to I have think, it I think the permeate. goal is that you have to admire pop. You have to sincerely figure out right. what's good about it. And then you can, like, people keep asking me, like... How do you do boogie pop? Because I'm trying to make my stuff like sound good or be like right. similar in structure in some way. It's like, no, you have to actually like pop. You have to want to make it and be right. trying to and failing. That's how you make boogie pop. You know, this guy is trying to make pop and getting closer each time until he landed on this book that became a major franchise and now he has a career, you know? But like, he was like 27 or 28 and he'd been trying to get published for probably five or six years by this point you know like so you know it's a matter of uh just keep trying to be more pop and and you know integrate, literally sell out 
Well, not that you have to sell out. You have to, like, because if you sell out, then you are trying to do it insincerely. You're just trying to copy well, sure. pop. You have to actually love actually pop. Want you have to just figure out what's good do. about it and love it. Like, right. decide to love it. Like, you're a Drake fan. I, in, I didn't like Attack on Titan five years ago. I like point. it now. Like, why? I just decided to pay attention. Like, I set aside the fact that initially I didn't care because the whole show is just fucking looks boring. Like, it just is... Just looks, just doesn't look fun or interesting to me. It's a bunch of big people eating people and screaming. I don't care. But then I was like, hey, what if I like tried to care about the show? And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. I get why this is good. Now I see how I can take that and inject my weird shit into it for like, you know, analyze the formula of why people like it and then make what I consider a better version, you know? That's what the studio did after animating season one. Exactly, with Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. Yo, what's up? It's uh, first time, but I've been wanting to do this for a while. You guys were talking about how to make money, you have to meet people. Now, I don't actually make money when I meet people, but I get a lot of free things. Yes. Because I, I started gambling two years ago. And because of that, that has opened my contacts, like, wildly. Um, Interesting. Are you gambling, like, in casinos or online? Oh, these are, like, at people's house, like, in mansions. Places that, like, crippled white trash, like me, weren't even allowed to go to before I started gambling. And, like, I, I, uh... Hell, that's how I won the Virgin Contest. I went to a strip club. With the gambler I know. And he's okay. like, ha ha, you're, you're funny wheel man. You make me laugh. I'll take you to the strip club and we'll blow four grand of my money on some horse. I'm curious about the pipeline of how you ended up like... I'm not. These... Don't ask him that shit. Don't ask him about that. <laughs> Sorry, I wouldn't want anybody to ask us about our pipelines. No, I, I don't mean like... I just meant like, does this start with like you just go to a bar and like play poker there yes. and then you end up at somebody's house? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you go to poker clubs. You meet people. CJ's on that same vibe we're on. Yeah, most of most poker rooms are in the back of bars and you sit down at the bar, you get to talk to these people, you, if you're like me, you use your humor to your advantage and they right. start to like you and then they invite you to their house and give you free liquor and... You right. party with them. It's it's pretty awesome, man. It's just good to live as a funny, interesting person, I guess. You are inherently interesting to most people by way of just living so completely different by way of not your choice. Well, like, yeah, you got to... And having uh, a perspective on it that is funny. and He got to skirt responsibility, and right. instead of playing victim about it, he gets to embrace that he has right. no responsibility or fault. That's really the reason why why I hate other disabled people is because they're not able to make their uh, disabled funny. They have right, to right. be all sad about it and yeah. cry about it for days. And uh, Digi, too, has a, a special spot in my heart because you really taught me that uh, internet beef was gay because I'm sure everyone remembers, but I, I made a call in where I said I wanted to uh, fight you because of the right. Lowry Khan shit. And uh, that just 
that whole thing, as I reflect on it, I'm like, wow, it's really stupid and pointless to just hate anyone on the internet. Right. We are currently on that, like, Riley has been on the everyone will see what you say wave. We should talk about this. Yeah, let me do that. Um, this year, I'm going to really double down on something I kind of believed last year, which is like a key to my uh, success online or whatever. I just think people will see what I say. And a lot of people have told me it's like egotistical or whatever, but like I'm not a reply guy on Twitter. I talk to people, they see me, they respond, and they follow me on Twitter. It's just, it just like works like that for me. And I think it's that intent that like I am talking to a real person. This isn't internet shit. I'm just like, hey, how are you? And then people respond well to it. And if you take everything you're saying and you just have that energy behind it, like I was just talking shit on Twitter the other day, and responded to something J.I.D., the rapper Jid, had tweeted. Uh, he was talking about, like, crackers, and some self-hating white guy commented, like, oh, we're not all like that. And my response is, like, why are you fucking identifying as a cracker? Like, what the fuck? So, you know, I'm like, yo, it's about a culture thing. It's not your skin color. And J.I.D. liked it and responded, and then we bantered a little about our men and our women on Twitter. And it's like, well, that, that guy's got millions of followers, and but he's using the same fucking Twitter platform I am. He's looking at Twitter the same way I am. He's doing this thing I'm doing probably exactly like I'm doing it because we're both fucking doing it. Yeah. And if you treat people like that, then you will get good responses. You just need to be aware of it. Like the same thing goes with if you've ever fucking like talk shit about somebody online, there's a chance they probably saw it. Like uh, it helps that I've been working with the Dick Show because you see shit like how PewDiePie obviously is familiar with Dick and Maddox's saga to some degree. And you have to think like, well, did PewDiePie watch the PCP lecture on it? How does PewDiePie know who Madoff is? Did he listen to the biggest problem? Is that where the reference is coming from? Is he a dickhead who can't talk about it because entire stock markets change when PewDiePie has a hobby? I know he's a lurker. I'm friends with people who are friends with PewDiePie. I hang out with these people in real life because like, that is a place where you don't have to cause problems talking right. about shit. Exactly. Again, all this internet shit sucks. The platforms yeah. will take you off for talking, so and meet in real I life. I mean, I'll tell you, like, I, I, I know. So these people lurk. Like, I know without having talked to anybody or asking that, like, I must be blacklisted from certain places because of things I've said on the internet. I'm like, sure. Crunchyroll literally had... My mentality towards things was always that nobody would see it for a very long time, for most of my life. Like, I, I posted everything on the internet hoping everyone would see it, right. thinking no one will ever see it, until a point when people started seeing it. And, like, to me, getting 100 views was, like, astronomical at a time when it first happened to me. So, like... Everything above that is, like, just insane. Like, the like if 50,000 people saw my video, there is a chance that one of those people goes to school with my brother, and he's going to come home and tell me about it that day, which is stuff that would happen to me. You know, like, I would hear about from my friends, oh, you know Digi, bro? Like, I right. watched those videos, and they all have, like, a strong opinion. But most of the time, they've seen, like, one or two videos, you know? So it's, like, the... The, the breadth of how many people could see something, like, like if I make a video that gets a million views and it makes, like, one small point about some guy who no one's ever heard of in it, that guy might get 10,000 subscribers off of the fact that that video happened to blow up, right. you know? But even still, I could tweet something about a creator 
and that like no one sees except that creator because they're like literally searching their name, which a lot of like most of them do, and not just out of vanity, but out of like it's good. It's a good idea as a creator to know what people are saying about you. So all of them are doing it. Like it's it's crazy to me that people think that creators aren't paying attention to their career, right. especially internet creators who are one hundred percent all fans. Unless they are like um, the fine bros who are like super corporate or something like those guys who do the Elsa and Spider-Man videos where they're just like right. finding money-making schemes. Guys like YouTube. Mr. Beast are watching YouTube all day. That's right. what they like doing. Guys, most YouTubers are YouTube fans and right. not just YouTube, Wang. media fans. Most of them are movie fans, video game fans. Well, and like a lot of people are disillusioned. Like that's what the YouTube comment shit talking is always about. Like, oh, I can say, I'm just going to say some shit and throw it out there and it doesn't matter. But it's like, well, I'm reading it. When and I'm going to tell you I'm reading it. Is that they started from a place of having an opinion about shit. Sure. Like, they were, if not a commenter, at the very least, somebody who was watching videos and having opinions about them. Well, right. Because they thought some of those videos were good, they, they started making them. They went, oh, I'm going to try to do, like, those good videos, and I'm going to try to make good videos. And so, like, they're going to be hyper aware of the, the audience reaction to everything they do because they want affirmation that they're making good videos. Otherwise... They wouldn't do this. Like, no, like, people, it took a long time for people to start calling YouTube, like, an artistic career. I don't think right. people will challenge me too much on that right now. But, like, for a very long time, if you called this an artistic career, people would laugh at you. Because, like, you're supposed to be doing, like, uh, a, like, generative, single-form content that always comes out as the same thing. You know? Right, it's incredibly corporate for independent right. content. Everybody who's doing it has to be treating it as an art form because if they were just treating it for money, they would be doing something else. Unless, again, it's like the Elsa and Spider-Man videos. Like, right. That is actually a money-making yeah. scheme. Yes. That actually works. You know, Most people don't do that because they're doing it out of pride. Like Pride is tied up in any of the art we do, especially you know making this type of content on the And I was like, you know what? I want to talk to Dick Masterson. I think I'll try to get on the show. And I, I did. I got on the show. Some people liked me, some people didn't. But Dick liked me at the end of the day, so I got on the show again, and I just yep. kept doing that. And there's a rhythm, too. And WATP, and whatever else, you engage meaningfully and wholesomely. You're like, oh, I want to be part of this thing I like. Yeah. And people respond well to that, as they would. Who wouldn't? Right. Well, if you walked up to a celebrity in public... To have something to offer as well. No, you don't need to offer anything. The the offering is that you're not being a cunt. Like, just, oh, I like this. Like, that is well, enough, well, what you I know? Well, it's like, CJ comes in and it's like, I'm going to make jokes and try to be funny. It's not well, sure. just to be on the... Because there are some guys who, like, call in, and then they don't have anything to say. Like, <laughs> those people are the they, worst. they fucking... Those are the ones who usually get really reamed and never come back. Right. You know? Um, or who Dick might give them some kind of challenge that they never do. But, uh, yeah, I, I think if you stop trying to prove yourself to other people and you just do stuff because you want to do it, it's probably going to come out a lot funnier that way. Don't get me wrong. There's a, there's a talent to being funny, like, in a stand-up type of way, but there's definitely, more often than not, I've enjoyed the, the, the higher functioning spectrum of friends goofing around more than I've enjoyed the medium range to high spectrum of stand-up. Obviously, like, the low range of friends goofing around is, like, the shittiest podcast format or whatever. But, like, the higher end of it's better than sometimes the higher end of performative art. I would say, too, that gambling helps with everything. I would recommend gambling to everybody. And it's not even, like, it's not even if you win money or you're bad at it or whatever. 
it's after a certain point you've been doing it for so long that stress about money is no longer there like i came from a household where i can remember times where i was in the back seat of my grandma's car at a wendy's and she would work in herself into a heart attack because she thought she paid more two dollars more than she right. should have for that spicy chicken sandwich you know but when i gamble i don't care if i lose a hundred dollars in a hand it's like money is now just a thing for gambling and cigars it's not life or death well and it you know never was it's always just for whatever you need to spend it on for some people that's cigarettes for some people that's like admittedly for some people that's like food for their three kids but like maybe you don't need three kids if you can't afford them i always tell people if you if gaining or losing a hundred dollars either way changes your day then like you're not dealing with big enough numbers in your life. Like, you're not taking enough risks. You're dealing with really small, like, chump-changed numbers. I think it's unfortunate that, um, I think American culture tends to invite people to be very closed off from each other, to be like, I have to make all my own money and have a certain amount and, like, take care of myself. And, like, we're talking about if you have that community of, like, where there's people who would take care of you if you were on hard times, you wouldn't have these sorts of issues, you know? And, like... In a lot of foreign countries, just families are closer knit or communities are closer knit. And it's not because people like each other more. It's just that they have, like, a sense of duty in their culture to, like, the preservation of the community to whatever sure. extent, you know? So, like, I think that there's, um, there's, I think that American culture is changing in this way. Yeah, I go about it with, I know the system is broken, but I use it to my advantage. So an yeah. example of that is I get a lot of uh, people that are like, oh, pick yourself up by the bootstraps and don't go on welfare. If you truly hate the government, the best thing to do is take the money that they give you and recklessly blow it on things. You see how fucking smart CJ is, though? I, yeah, I, this is a this we were is just, revelation, we, I think. I, uh, I had Mint, Bird, and Digi sit down with me to watch Snowpiercer this last weekend. Snowpiercer, the point of the movie to a lot of people is like, oh, the people at the top of the train are bad and they want me to eat bugs. But my takeaway is, I'm not at the back of the train. I'm doing stuff to earn my place on the train. And you have to be on the train to live. So you need to find a place on the train. All of us. Anyone listening to this right now, you need to find a fucking cart on the train you can be on when Snowpiercer happens because you don't want to be in the tail end. Uh, that's the point of the movie. And when the fuck... I don't want to spoil the movie. But in my opinion, what happens at the end of the movie is bad. It was bad. It's not even seemingly presented as the good option. Uh, I would just say it's just what happens. It's just what happens yeah. if you fight the system instead of work with the system. Right. So you need to work with the system. Like CJ said, spend their money. Get a job working for your local fucking post office and buy drugs with it. If you pay taxes at all, they will embezzle your money. So the best thing you can do is embezzle the money that they give to you. (laughs) That's fucking true. So get a government job. Uh, That's the. There's always those things that you have to remind yourself to like hate things a little bit more than you do. Like you'll convince yourself like. 
uh, well, you know, things, everything sucks, but I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm okay, so it's fine. But it's like, no, like, they're fucking you in ways you can't even predict, can you already? Like, no, why you complain about Star Wars, you're being raped by companies from eight years ago, yeah. ten years ago, fifteen years ago's decisions. Right, Like, exactly. while you're complaining about Star Wars today, like, bad shit already happened to you fifteen years ago. And we're gonna oh, move I to had next... a void thought. If yeah. we're still doing those, please yes. yeah. do a void thought. If I can talk the walk, I will eventually walk. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's my you... void thought. Like if you that's just what keep, I tell people when I want to confuse them, you gotta talk the walk. That's what you gotta do. Thanks talk for having the me, walk. guys. Thanks for yes, thank you. Here. Michael J. Fox, nah, too shaky. I'm unstoppable, you can't escape me. I can't play ball, but I'll still dunk on you. I'll take your girl out for a couple of brews. What else can I say? I'm on a roll. Your red Ferrari already hit the pole. My man Ari will make you feel sorry. We got a whole gang of Samantha and Carly. You need your cool, huh? Cause you got that band. I'm spending money for free with all my that car won't get you to the front of lines. The tinted windows won't stop you from crying. You think you're cool, huh? Cause you got that band. I'm spending money for free with all my rich friends. All the other friends.